The following podcast is a production of Hardly Awesome Studios in association with the network. Find us at BICBP-radio.com. I'm actually picks. weirded. I, I mean, I like them. I like them, but I'm like, I'm like weirded out by my own picks too. I, I, I went for like much more popular musicians than I know. In my defense, I didn't know Kingfish was a was as popular as he was. But. I've never heard of him. I, I mean, I'm not surprised though. He's incredible. phenomenal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's so good. So. Yeah. Um, all right, let's get this thing started. Welcome back to another Bandcamp Friday, June 2022 edition. Um, with us today, we have the full crew back. It's the first time in a couple months, right? Good, because yeah, I'm not gonna. Good, because I don't have a lot to say. You guys can carry us today. Um, we have Chris Chavez, the man of many words. Um, gonna be a man of few words today. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. What's up, dude? Michael Gratton, punk as folk, folk as punk. Guys, and the not so violent but weapon wielding Jeff Bousquet from Dirty Decibels Podcast. Um, that'd be a funny D and D character right there. Like he's got all the weapons, but he's not violent at all. <laughs> call Ricky. Call Ricky. Call tell right, or all his weapons are like a spatula. Yeah, you know, like <laughs> a feather duster. <laughs> like they're all like a throw a throw pillow. <laughs> yeah, that just pillow. sounds kinky. A feather duster. <laughs> I said something. Uh, we, uh, I don't a, know, Swiffer. Yeah. <laughs> a Swiffer, just cleaning, just cleaning products. <laughs> nice, just wielding like a vacuum cleaner. The Mister Clean <laughs> Magic Erasers. He like off your head. got the Swiffer Wet Jet as a ranged weapon. <laughs> nice. Um, yeah, so we're back. We're back again for another fantastic episode for you all. Um, and Chris picked this month's criteria second criteria. theme yeah the theme and what was it so this time i was i wanted to just i wanted to do something that would force us to kind of explore right and find something and then I shut that there, shit see. down didn't i <laughs> real quick as soon as i saw yours i was like all right trev why don't you just take the easy way out <laughs> no but I knew, so i just I knew he was gonna pick red city radio as soon as you said <laughs> um i thought we were safe though because we already covered covered them but then I, I didn't i forgot about the live one uh, no, but so I decided to pick, you know, find find a band or a musician with the word red in their name. Um, so that's that's our theme this week. Our ch- second pick will have red in the name. All right, don't, don't everybody Chris, I think on. you should have. I think we should. What you should have done was a band that has the word city in the name, because then like there are so I just realized there are so many bands with city in the name. It's insane. Yeah, there really is. And it's always the middle word. Yeah, it's always yeah. Red City Radio, Bridge City Sinners, uh, uh, city, um, what's the other one that I was thinking of? Um, River City Rebels. There's oh, yeah. like, just, yeah. like, there's yeah. like a million. Yeah. Like, 
<laughs> that was like For last real. week, right? When I had uh, I had paper tigers, and I was like, I got them confused because there's so many tigers in the Boston area. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So, all right. Well, who wants to go first? All right. Let's uh, let's have you go first, dude. Right, I'll, let's I will kick go, it off. Let me grab my notes. My notes. My notes. Um. <clears throat> yeah. So all right. So my my local pick is uh. It says Portland, Maine. I don't know if that's exactly where they're from, or th- we're just gonna go with they're from New England. Um. Yeah, they we- are from Maine. Weekend Friends. Uh. And the album is called Quitter. Anybody familiar with them prior to this? No, this is my first yes. time hearing them. Jeff. Yeah. Do you know them? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Cool. Um. Fairly, fairly well. I mean, I haven't listened to them extensively. Uh, uh, until this exercise, so that was kind of a good. I think I saw them play at Boston Music Awards a few years back, maybe. Oh, um, nice. And I've seen them play a couple times. I saw them play at the Reb- the Rumble, uh, Rock and Roll Rumble, when it was at once a few years back. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that was probably the first time I saw them. They were like relatively new at the time. Nice. Yeah, I I, I don't know how I stumbled. I stumbled upon them a while back. And um, I was like, "This is really good," and it, and it and it was it was this album. Um, and then time has passed, and and my my new boss was like talking about he went to the show, he went to go see. Oh man, I'm gonna say the name wrong. Like some band called like I don't know. They were supposed to give us jetpacks or something like that. Like some we were promised jetpacks. Yeah, 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 yeah. We were promised, and and weekend friends opened, and he was talking about him. I said, "I know with that band," and I said, "Um." You know, I, and then we were talking, and he was like, "Yeah, they were really good." And so it's cool to see someone, you know, find a, a local band uh, when they go to see like a, a much bigger band. I, I've never heard of we we were promised jetpacks before until then. So that's a pretty dope name, though. I like that. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, weekend friends. This album's really good. It, you know, it's it kind of it, it it um it's reminiscent of like I don't know. It's like it's like alternative in like a little bit of punk ish and it reminded me of something um on like a sincere engineer level um but i don't know i i enjoyed the writing on this one so that that's why i picked this one i wrote this is what i wrote as i was listening to it i wrote that this was solid pop punk rock with a 90s alternative vibe um, the band is tight nice balance of guitars shifting from clean to thick fuzzy overdrive distortions the vocals, though, took me a second to get used to. I got to be honest, because, I mean, she sounds great when she's singing, but there's this thing she does where there's a slight kind of uplifting squeak almost. And I don't want to say squeak because that sounds weird to say vocally. Right. But there is. And so for a second, it kind of caught me off. Um, but the more I listened, it hooked me. I, I was it, it fits it like it fits, you know, the music. It fits the energy. Um, yeah, dude, I enjoyed I enjoyed this album. I thought it was a, a solid pick. Um this is something I would put on when I go for a drive. You know what I mean? A nice sunny afternoon or something. I'd put this on. Yeah, it's just a solid. It's just a solid album, right? It's just yeah. like, it's just like there's. It's just front front to back. I mean, you, yeah, you're right. You can just put this on and just let it go. So, um, I hate that we started with this album because I didn't want to be this guy. <laughs> um, but like Chris said, <laughs> I I absolutely love the writing on this album. I absolutely loved whoever wrote the guitar parts did a really good job of not coming in too hard, like adding just enough. I really love the singer's voice, but the delivery I found 
to be unlistenable for me after a while. Like, and it's exactly what Chris said. It's a, and it's weird because normally that doesn't bother me. I don't know if it's just like the frequency of her voice in combination with it. Like it drove me nuts. Um, so I had to listen to it in pieces, but I really, I loved everything. And it's such a nitpicky bullshit. Like, I feel like a cunt for even saying it. Like, <laughs> um, but it was just all I could think about while I was listening to it. Yeah, I um, <clears throat> I do agree uh, with Chris and with Mike about the the vocal thing. There, it's not my favorite uh, inflection, the way that she sings. Um, but I do I do think they're a, a good band. My brother's a big fan of theirs. Um uh they i they also i feel like coming from the perspective of having seen them live this record sounded a little bit mellower than i remembered them and trev i don't know if you listened to any of their other records on because i haven't really listened to any of their other records but i feel like i in my mind i had them i was kept thinking of them as being like heavier almost mm. a little bit okay. but they are a a, a really like capable three-piece because they're just a three-piece and like when they play live um their energy is really good and and really like full and dense and like they they do a good job of like having a full band sound from a nice tight three-piece which is like i always am a fan of that too um so yeah i mean i do i do like them um i do agree that the vocals are not my favorite nice all right all right cool so <clears throat> hearing all that makes me feel good about what I have to say about some of your guys' picks, because <laughs> like I said, it was a much so here's the here's the cool thing, right? We don't have to like you can you like you can recognize that something's good and still not enjoy it at some certain level. Right. Yeah. And that's right. and that's what I really like about doing this is like is like because you know, we don't want people to think like we're just we're just like all like doing puff pieces on everything. Like if there's yeah, any yeah. you know. Um but yeah, no, so it's cool. And and this I think I I love when like we hit these episodes where we're all in sync, but I like it when everything like is kind of scattered too. Like we're, like like I think this this episode's gonna be so, um you know. But anyway, on to my second pick. My second pick coming out of Oklahoma City with the name where with the word red in it is Red City Radio, live at the Gothic Theater. Here's, where are those guys? Here, never heard that's of them. where they're from. I didn't know where they were from. <laughs> I think they're kind of scattered everywhere now, but like that's what they claim, I guess. Here's the deal. One, I didn't like I didn't like picking red for a thing. Um <laughs> two, two, like this this album, I don't know if I, Paradise like Paradise is had the weird thing of where it came out in December of 2020. So for me, it was like the it ended up being the best of 2020 and 2021. Cut and dry. They're well on their way. This live album, even though it's basically the same album, just different, you know, but it's live. And, and it, I think everything they put behind this album, the from like the production standpoint of like how they did it, because this was from a live stream album. This, was, this didn't even have a live audience. Like it was people were at home. That's what I was yeah, wondering. That explains okay. a lot. Yeah. 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 Okay. And, then, and then on top of it, like. They, I don't know. They added like a cello to it and and some other little things. Like it just it just it made it complete again. Like it made it its own thing. Um, 
I am not typically the biggest fan of live albums. There's only like a handful out there that I actually enjoy on this, like on a big level like this. And I think this one, especially having to do it as a live stream, made it a little more like special because it, it still had the energy of, of, of you being at a show. So, yeah. This so that yeah that makes a lot more sense because I'm listening to it right and and the first thing I wrote down was that this felt this is very clean for a live album, like the the production was absolutely amazing and I'm just like I'm straining to hear I'm like where are where's the crowd right like how come I can't even even in the best produced live albums pulled straight straight from soundboards you still hear a crowd even at a even at a low level at times and in this one I'm just like is there a crowd what's happening like this is a live album right and then I'm thinking or are they calling it live because they went into the studio and just kind of re-recorded everything in one take kind of a thing you know what I mean like so this makes sense that it was a live stream. But yeah, overall, I mean, everything you said about it, this is basically their album, but different. A little bit of, you know, changes here and there, little nuances. Um, some some songs have a, a different mood to them, but overall it's Red City Radio, so you know what you're getting. I love I love this album. Um, I think to um, piggyback off the empty venue that was my favorite thing about it because red city radio plays this album with like the same intensity you would play a live show mm-hmm. but there's no crowd noise you get he even does banter with the audience <laughs> when he yeah. calls them beautiful people i die yeah. every time yeah like, i'm like he's yeah. talking to me you know <laughs> yeah sitting at home being beautiful <laughs> and it, it's that uh, it's that uh, weird that that weird you have the band performing live and none of the sound and it's recorded well enough that you get the um they pick up the empty hall reverb yeah so it feels like there's an emptiness to the recording and i i found that kind of interesting that whole like we're playing live but nobody's here and it's red city radio they're fucking awesome so I, I think I, I'm with Chris. I uh, I love Red City Radio. I think they're great. Um, I was I was e- equally uh, confused. I th- I thought expecting a live record like a live record like you have you have the audience re- miked um, specifically on purpose and like you have that energy between the band and the crowd. And I guess I haven't listened to a lot of live records either. I'm not usually a fan of it, but that's what I, what I went into it expecting. And I was like, this is really weird. Um, it sounds um, incredible. The production work, fantastic. Sounds mm-hmm. like it, it just doesn't sound like a live record to me. It just sounds like a studio recorded record where he's, there's a little bit more reverb than normal. And he's doing, yeah, that weird thing where he's like talking to people that aren't there. Um, but now that you explained it was like they recorded it at while they were doing a live stream, like they were live streaming it and they recorded it. That makes sense. And I think that's something very unique because like we probably hadn't been seeing that a lot before the pandemic. So mm-hmm. I do think it's kind of an, that's interesting that they did that. Like that's kind of a cool, you know, to have like a really nice sounding, cleanly recorded um, like archive of a live stream show that you did is like mm-hmm. that. that's pretty cool. I think that's neat. Um, but I wasn't, I don't know. I kind of feel like I prefer it to either be a live record or be a studio recorded album. And what I found was something in between that wasn't necessarily, I thought there was something a little bit weird about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, 
I do love Red City Radio in general, though, and I think you know they're they're such a tight band. They're they sound incredible. I I'm fascinated by their lead singer's ability to like slur everything he says, but still, like it's kind of um, it's kind of a mixture of like the way like Tim Armstrong has like the marble mouth <laughs> like style of yeah. singing, and and then also like the sort of like um huskiness of like hot water music like that sort yeah. of like yeah you nailed that sandy you did, those like sandy just, vocals yeah you just he does something in between there where he like slur like everything he says is kind of like slurred <laughs> but he still manages to like make it sound really good i don't know it's a it's a cool it's a cool yeah. like uh, inflection that he does with his vocals but that's a good yeah, description I, of it too I liked the I liked the record. I just didn't like that there wasn't enough that it wasn't actually live. That's yeah, like yeah. Kind so of what this, I wanted. I, I know people who like bought the live stream for this, and they said it was like fucking phenomenal. Like they were blown away, and I just made me mad that I didn't buy a ticket to the live stream when it happened. You know, <clears throat> um, it was cool that they did it though. Like, and like the Gothic Theater, like that's a pretty big fucking theater. So they had yeah. a, basically. They had, I mean, what would they they probably had to rent it out to do this whole thing and. Mm-hmm. All these added instruments. Is that a venue in Oklahoma City? No, I think it's in. I think Denver. It's in, oh, it's in, oh, it's Denver. in Denver. It's in cool. Denver. Okay. And oh, never mind. What? I'm a nerd, so I watched all the YouTube no, videos. Go, go, go. That's awesome. Like, orange, orange amplification paid for it apparently. Nice. So like they had sponsors to to make uh, it happen. Nice. That's awesome. I just thought it was a rad way to re-release some of your songs that you didn't get to tour on mm-hmm. totally. bef- now that you can head back out on the road while doing something for everybody that was like pissed off we were shut in and, and and it's something that you can add to it like adding those extra instruments makes it something else too like mm-hmm. i am ridiculous when it comes to things that like like i have I own, I think, six different copies of the movie Mad Max because there's different additions to them. You know what <laughs> I'm saying? Like, like yeah. I'm a, I guess I'm a collector at heart. Like, I buy test pressings. I buy multiple variants of the same album. You know, that's just do what I own do. Mad Ma- different copies of Mad Max on VHS. I do. I, like- I do not. Although I would like to. Um, I'm sure I will at some <laughs> point, but um yeah no i have like i mean i mean it, it's stupid how many copies of mad max i have like digitally and like <laughs> and and physically you know so every because everything i own digital or physically i buy dig, i buy digitally as well um even with the new one i have like a black and black and white version of it interesting no idea why i just needed it so all right well moving on Red City Radio was long low hanging fruit for the red category. I will admit that. And you know, if if people need that live thing, they could put the music on and then open up YouTube and find like an hour long concert crowd sound and just put that <laughs> on in the background too and feel like you're at a live show. Michael, and you thought you were a nerd with YouTube. <laughs> right. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> my uh my X Factor. I've been I've been uh, the reason why I picked this one is I've been digging I've been listening to a lot of blues lately, um, old stuff, and I wanted to hear something new, and I wanted to bring something new to Bandcamp Friday. Uh, the problem is a lot of the a lot, and I'm 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 sorry that I'm going to say this. A lot of blues singers nowadays are fat white men 
who wear glasses that are way too small for their face, and they have a soul patch on their chin. That, and I just don't, I don't like their music. And it's not because they're white. I just don't, I don't dig. There's different styles of blues, and like that, it's like, yeah, okay. Like you know, I like Delta blues. <laughs> I like Delta blues. I, I'm not even kidding. Hold on, hold on. We're gonna, we're for the for the people watching at home. You're gonna see something in a second here. Um, <laughs> uh, let me get out of this. Where is it? Where is it? I'm going to share something with you guys. Chris knows what I'm about to share. I think I should I'm a that. big fan of the blues, dude. I've, I remember when I was a kid, I grew up. Um, I had a, a f- cousin or friend. Somebody, I can't remember who turned me on to them, but they turned me on to Robert Johnson. And that was it. I was yeah. just like, this is awesome. You know what I mean? Yeah. And from there, I just dove right into all those old school blues guys. And I loved them all. This guy. Right here. I'm sick with a soul patch, right? If we could draw a little soul patch on his chin, a shitty one of that. I'm sick of my blues singers looking like this. I actually think I saw him play at a blues concert uh, a couple miles away from my house. All right. Sorry. I had to, I had to, I had to get that. That's amazing. Oh, Chris, Chris, I lost your video. Are you there? Yeah, I'm here. I can. Oh, okay. Oh, oh, he froze. He froze, Chris. Oh, sweet. You're still there, though. There you are. There you are. Um, So, like, I'm sorry. I like Delta Blues, though. I like Delta (laughs) Blues, which is Mississippi Blues. You know, uh, Robert Johnson. I love Robert Johnson. You can trace almost everything that's rock and roll music back to Robert Johnson. You, um, Muddy Waters, great. Blind Blake, fantastic. Um, Skip James. You listen to, like, you listen to some of the stuff, and they're talking about, and it's sad that we, that they're, there's current issues now in the world that they're singing about from freaking you know 60 70 years ago it's it's yeah. it's super sad but it, it, it but like you know um they sang like it was political back then too like they it, it, you know whatever if you're a punk rocker you could find you could find punk elements in way back then too you know so yeah it all evolved out of like uh you know labor labor songs and mm-hmm. and and spirituals and stuff like that so. yeah yeah so my pick for my x factor is i'm gonna say i don't know if i'm saying his name right but christone it's spelled i'm weird. assuming yeah yeah christone kingfish ingram the album is 662 he was out of clarksdale mississippi this dude's got some fucking pipes on him man um, you know, and, uh, it, the, the one difference thing is I'm, I'm, I'm typically not into electric guitar blues, but he kills it with that electric guitar. Mm-hmm. Absolutely yeah. kills it. I was happy to have found him. Um, I didn't realize how popular he was until after I made him the pick for, for this. Um, so, you know, but it's whatever it's he like, like we had said in the very beginning, uh, Jeff had said, you know, he deserves to be popular because he's really fucking good at what he does. So um, that is my pick for this month. Uh, again, it's it's Delta Blues at its finest. I was totally into it. Uh, I've been listening to it nonstop. From the home of the Delta Blues, dude, Clarksdale. That's in, yeah. When I so I saw you know obviously the album artwork and it looks like it's going to be a blues album. So I'm like, all right, cool. We're going to get into the blues and the playing's great. And and I'm like, all right, this is not bad. But his voice, bro. When his voice hit, I was like what i didn't ex- i don't know why but like looking at the picture i didn't expect that kind of like like richness 
to it, I guess. Do you know what I mean? And so I was reading a little bit more about him and saw that he's only 22. Like, are you serious? 22 or 23? I didn't realize he's that young. (laughs) Bro, yes. This is what I wrote. I put, this is straight up Delta Blues injected with blistering guitar work and his voice. Good Lord, his voice. There's a warm familiarity to it. And even though this kid is 22, his voice sounds like he's lived a long storied life. I wouldn't be surprised to see if he hits BB King status in the next few years. Because I mean, like, I was just like blown away by this. And I didn't know he was, I didn't know who he was at all. So when when I hit play, man, I was like, oh, okay, Trev's bringing some blues. This is cool. But when that voice hit, I was like, holy cow, who is this? Very nice. Very nice pick. Solid, solid, solid album. This was, and I'm not just saying this to make up for talking shit about your first band. Um, (laughs) This was my favorite thing that has been brought since i think chris brought buffalo nickels um i love the blues but i don't seek out the blues so when i put on blues music it's usually something i've heard before and like you guys said between the voice and i do love the electric guitar there and i'm glad you referenced bb king before i did because like I got those vibes immediately only in a modern updated take. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I um, <clears throat> agree that I'm not a I don't listen to this genre nearly as much as I should. And I was blown away. He's I can't believe he's 22. That's that's <laughs> incredible. I did not know that at all. Um, he sounds you know, he sounds like a perfect example of like. I've I've been around and have some stories to tell and like fills that role of like a blues singer so well so that's that's really cool, um, I I it's just badass all around the guitar tones the lead mm. parts his vocals, um the bass lines I also like lo- I also kind of liked that, the album kind of started off like hot and heavy and then it mellows out a little bit mm-hmm. for a little bit in between, um. And I kind of noticed that like there was a few songs in a row where it was like kind of like slowed down into this sort of groove like that kind of flowed from one song to the next. So, um, yeah, this is a this is a, a genre I really need to to listen to more and and find more artists and like that. I mean, Trev, I <laughs> I had a feeling you were you were referencing my, my parents are big fans of Joe Bonamassa. And, um, and so <laughs> that's kind of who I thought, who I feel like you were referencing in the beginning there, the white guy with way too small glasses. Um, they all, they all do it though. They all do it. They all do it. Yeah. Except for like Curtis Salgado is like the only one who doesn't do it, but I haven't seen him in like 15 years. So maybe he is like that now. I don't know. Yeah. That's amazing. Um, yeah. I feel like I, I need a little more exposure to real authentic kind of, southern delta blues that that yeah it's a fantastic record thank you for bringing that to the table yeah i'm glad you guys enjoyed it nice so who's up next i'll go i'll go i volunteer um so uh what was i gonna say my first pick what is from toledo they are hashtag lame ass dads can we wait do we know which is super fucking corny do we know that it's a hashtag or is it a pound sign it could be I, either or i believe on, it depends on how old you are if they're dads why wouldn't it be a pound sign well yeah. i i believe they're they're playing off the joke that like they're dads so they got into hashtags like 10 years too late oh okay 
I, I think it's would kinda, be the it's reference. Kinda lame. It's kind of lame. Yeah, hash, yeah bra- it's hash lame. brown, lame ass dads. <laughs> um. Anyways, yeah, they're from Toledo, Ohio. Uh, I wrote that this this album feels like it's split into three sections. Like there's, they come out super hard with the pop punk, like drums, vocal tone, the lyrical content. They just group like a pop punk band grew up had some kids and now they're writing about that shit instead of partying and girlfriends mm-hmm. um i mean there's still a little reference to that later uh they talk about like having kids getting no sleep losing your hair losing friends just like dad shit um there's some very ohio references in there like they mentioned the heart shape state and the rock and roller coast. So that was kind of fun. But then midway through the album, they shift to a more angsty, like political, angry vibe. And the music itself changes too. Instead of having that pop punk feel, it shifts more to like a hardcore punk feel. Um, I don't think they did that nearly as well as they did the pop punk thing. So it just kind of felt disjointed to me a little bit there in the middle of the album. But then the last two songs, they like slide back into the pop punk Mm -hmm. and then to an acoustic track. Like, I think they're really good musicians and I think they fit that pop punk groove really well. So if if you like pop punk and I I don't know I have kids and even I was like, okay, this is getting a little much with the dad stuff. (laughs) Um, So like where the political stuff would be more in my wheelhouse, I just don't feel like they pulled it off as well because they have, they throw in some like really, really nice harmonies and backing vocals in the pop punk stuff that I felt like was missing. I don't know. I, you know, I, I thought they sounded really really well i thought this sounded really good they were well put together um their name they got to work on their name and, and maybe that's just the the whole thing of it no I, it's, it, and it's like that what was that band you brought a while back shitty neighbors yeah shitty neighbors i feel like these bands would be a lot name. more popular if they had if they had like more accessible names yeah yeah the one, <laughs> i don't know man i don't know I, I i enjoyed it um i wrote uh uh what did i write i wrote lame ass dads pop punk band bad name good music and that's kind of <laughs> where i left it because you know um i but again you know what, what are they what are their goals they're, they were like whatever we're gonna be lame ass dads because they they don't maybe they don't they're not gonna be the one that wants to go out there and tour around and do you know what i'm saying like like in one of their songs is, is like about having to be up at four in the morning and like the yeah. kids puking in the <laughs> kitchen nobody gets to sleep like so it's stuff i i think there's a market for it like it's it's very relatable to people my age yeah Um, you know what it kind of goes back to what we were saying about like like having those um tongue-in-cheek lyrics but like meaning it you know what i mean and like they own it well um i again i don't think the name is anything that's gonna deter me from listening to them um you know but i just i think i feel like I, i was like it was one of those feelings where I was like, maybe I should know who this band is, and maybe I would have, if you know. I'm pretty pretty sure the name's uh, 
the name staying because I think they started a clothing line as well. Yeah, good for them. Good for that. <laughs> nice. Hey, look, I mean, we got Scotty Saints doing the the uh, uh, New England dad punk thing. You know, it's it's a thing, right? These are all bands yeah. that we grew up on, and and you know, and, and they're older now, and I get it. So they did a Christmas album too, or mm-hmm. Christ- or it's just one song. Maybe it's just one song. Yeah, it's just I think song. it's a single. Yeah, and they released a new single yesterday <clears throat> as well, an acoustic. I've I immediately the first thing i thought of when i heard this band was uh they remind me of the ataris and then sure enough oh, yeah I they see that. cover their last the last track on the the record is a cover of san dimas yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, san dimas high school football rules i think rules, was the yeah. whole was the whole song uh of by the ataris and i and then i was like wait a minute are these like I, I was I, I almost was curious. I just wanted to like figure out if like who these guys were, if they were in other bands yeah. pre prior or whatever, which it doesn't look like they were in any other like they're not because like they would say in their bio, like formerly of like yeah. whatever, if it was like a pretty big band or something like that. But they're not. But yeah, that's that's exactly what they reminded me of that. That Atari's kind of um, good call ang- angsty pop punk. Mm-hmm. N- even though they're even though they're from uh ohio it kind of conjures up images of like uh seaside roller coasters and like you know uh jersey shore type imagery like mm-hmm. kind of for me or california coast like kind of imagery but um but yeah no i i dug this too and i i can appreciate i don't know i can appreciate the humor i think the name is humorous Trev, I don't, I don't agree with you. I don't, I don't hate the name. I I don't think it was, I don't think it was, you know, know, so I don't know, but I dug it for sure. You guys listen, you'll get better reviews if you change that name. (laughs) (laughs) The hashtag. I, uh, I think shitty neighbors is a great name too. So I I think, I think, I think they should call it a pound sign. If they call it a pound sign, I think that's a great name. (laughs) Pound lame ass dads. Um, (laughs) So immediate that, that, that takes that to a whole different. <laughs> oh, oh man! <laughs> so immediately, dude, like right away, yeah, the Ataris. That brings me back to that era. Like this also reminded me of very early Blink One Eighty Two. I mean, before I mean, because when they came out early, early, it was that kind of like um, high school boy humor. You know what I mean? And and attitude to their music. And as they grew older. They kind of stuck with it, so it almost became a caricature of themselves. But that early stuff from Blink was legit youth energy and what it was like in that time. And that's what this felt like. But like what you said, Mike, this was like older, though. So like this was if Blink-182 from those days, we never heard anything from them again until now. And then they decided to sing about being older now. So that's what that felt like to me. Um, Yeah, there is a change up slightly through the album, and then it comes right back to that kind of skate punk youth energy you know california coast feel um i dug it i thought it was a good time i really enjoyed it a lot you know there was a reason i love that stuff when i was a kid and and for and that's one of the things i mean trev you and i've talked about this before i love that we have bands nowadays and kids nowadays and even if these are older guys right that are playing the, the style or the sound of music that they want to it doesn't have to be new they don't have to come up with the newest sound and have a new revolution sure they loved playing 90s punk so let's keep playing 90s punk in 2022 who says we can't right and so yeah i'm all for it dude i loved it i thought it was a fun fun album i think blink 182 is the reason why i'm so hard on pop punk <laughs> i did not like them early earlier you talking about like when they were doing like the what's my age again I don't, I don't know i don't even know when they came out i don't know 
I, I just know I didn't. I think they're the reasons why. Because like I, <laughs> I never get like I would hear like some forty one on the radio. I'm like, yeah, whatever. And then and probably like six years ago, like they're on, they're they're always on like satellite radio. And I'm like, man, these lyrics are a lot better than I thought they were. Because I, I think I just equated it to like, yeah, pop punk, good Charlotte, Blink one eighty two, leave me alone. You know, it, in recent yeah. years, and probably from doing stuff like this, like the Bandcamp stuff, really has opened my 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 ears. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not really my eyes, right? My ears no. to to pop punk and, and and me liking pop punk bands. So, sweet. Um, I I was with Trev on the red. I just didn't like it, so I put in the <laughs> least amount of effort I could. I I went to my library and I typed in red in the search, and the band Red Fang, Murder the Mountain popped up, and I used to use a lot of drugs, so I apparently liked this at one po- point in time. It's I'm not I say it like I'm not I don't like it now. It's not something I would choose to listen to um, on a regular basis, but it's really rad when I like actually sat down and listened to the whole album because I only had a couple songs in my library. It's psychedelic metal is the way I described it. Um, Super dense, down tuned, distorted guitar riffs. They throw in, there's so much layering in these songs and so many different sonic elements and pieces from different genres. Like the one song has kind of a Western feel to it, only Mm -hmm. done in that super heavy, like just thick. I I don't have a better way to like just thick, chunky, Campbell's chunky sound, man. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so this was probably the first time I'd ever listened to this whole album and I really enjoyed it, but it's, it's kind of a niche pick for me because it's not something I would listen to right. on the regular. I think if you're into that, like progressive sludge sound, um, these guys do a fantastic job and apparently they're super they're pretty popular as well Hmm. um yeah yeah if you want to smoke some weed and listen to some metal (laughs) red fang baby got you hooked up you didn't even say did you say their name yeah Yeah. red fang oh okay all right i didn't hear that part oh Uh, i might not have said the album the album's murder the mountains i like that title i like that title. lame ass dads take notes (laughs) murder (laughs) <laughs> just kidding just kidding lame ass dads um <clears throat> so listen i when i i first thing i did when when chris said red i piped i typed in red and the first thing that came up was red fang mm-hmm. and it wasn't this album it was a different album and i was like yeah i just you know it's whatever but this album was this was probably the better album of the two that i heard um it's very radio friendly metal um, I feel like like something you would hear on you know a rock station if rock was playing something that wasn't top forty metal you know um it definitely had a good sound i mean it's 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 uh you know it's metal right it's it's they're good they're good and it's metal I guess that's all I could say with a fantastic name like murder the mountains I feel like i I'm a little surprised to hear you say radio friendly because the the vibe I got was I almost felt like it was a little too complex to be 
you know what i thought maybe there was too much going on but now that you said it i guess yeah nah, i mean that's just what metal is right this particular yeah. brand of metal anyway yeah know? notes for the sake of playing notes so it's it's I, I, and nothing nothing was wrong with it it's just it is what it is and yeah. and i've said it a thousand times you don't have to reinvent the wheel to sound good you know right so yeah i um i dug this i thought it was cool that it it's like real dense but i felt like it flowed into like there were some times where it got a little spacey which is probably vibes with getting getting high and listening to this record would be yeah. a great mixture um it, it kind of spaces out a little bit and then it comes back to that like kind of sludgy dense stuff i like i like that we've leaned a little heavier into i feel like over the last few episodes we've done we've had a few more metal picks mm-hmm. and like metal core stuff that like i just I, it's just fucking fun to listen to when i'm pissed off which is most days mm. leaving work or going to work or sitting in traffic and just fucking play that in my car um it's a cathartic metal metalist cathartic music to listen to it's great um i don't listen to it enough either so um yeah i liked this pick a lot i i, I would like to explore this band a little bit more <clears throat> Yeah, I'm a fan of metal, um, and I'm a fan of stoner metal, like that. This stoner rock, this kind of acid rock thing. Um, I am a fan, you know, of the heavy that sludge. So I enjoyed this. I really do enjoy this a lot. It's not. It's not like this is something I would put on all the time to listen to in the background. Uh, but when I am in the mood for this kind of music, this this would definitely be one I'd put on. I just like I, I'm echoing pretty much everything you guys are saying. The heaviness is awesome. You know, it's got that kind of spaced out feel, which I mean, yeah, if, if that's your thing, sit back, smoke a doobie and just enjoy it. You know what I mean? And and it's a, it's a ride. It's a good time. This was a good pay. I, I did. I like this one a lot. All right. Oh, yeah. My last pick um, last month, Trev, Trev. I felt like Trev was kind of giving me shit for always bringing the same three genres. Um, I gave you, I gave you props for. It. I said you always bring so, and it's always something good. Wait, which three were there? Was, was it was it hardcore, folk punk, and then like a middle of the road punk, yeah. like the, just a um, street punk. Yeah. Oh, oi, so oi so, so I very much I tried to I tried to spread out my my other two, but. Um, I found this band actually not on Bandcamp. I found them. They're playing a festival and I was just going through like the festival lineup and they happen to be from Cleveland, Ohio. They're live it down. The album that they have on Bandcamp now is the last judgment and it is Cleveland hardcore with that little bit of metal infused guitar from time to time. Um, and I, I tried not to put them on my list, but I have been listening to this album so much this past month that like I couldn't deny it anymore. I really dig these guys. Um, not a lot to say about them because they're hardcore and they just do it really well. And I think they're going to be, if they're not already big in the scene, I hadn't heard of them. They're, they're going to be. These guys... It's weird, right? So if you're not too familiar with hardcore music, you're like, all right, this band either sounds like Hatebreed or Blood for Blood. This band sounds kind of like a mixture of both, and I and I, and I was I was into it. I was digging it. I was definitely digging it. Like they have moments of like each like Boston 
Boston hardcore has a distinct sound, much like New York hardcore does. So to have them kind of mesh a little bit, I, I was into it. I was into it. Um, not much to say as well because you kind of nailed it. You know, they, I mean, they're 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 a good hardcore band. They're another good hardcore band that you've brought to the table. I'm seeing them live next week, and I can't wait. Like, I I think these guys will fucking shred. Like the place will go off when these guys come on so nice. i'm super excited about that i um i feel like i always struggled to find the differences in like uh, like the the geographic locations like you said trev like <clears throat> boston hardcore has a sound and new york hardcore has a sound and midwest hardcore has a sound and like midwest punk and i feel like when we started this we started doing this mike you talked about how like the midwest punk there's like a working class midwest punk sound and there's like a midwest hardcore sound um uh it's mostly and, and just I'm, angry because there's nothing to do here i'm starting to well i'm but i'm starting to like gr- hear that more now with the the different picks that you've brought over different episodes and stuff like that and i can kind of hear what you mean um and so I, I think that's that's kind of cool, and I and I actually really like the that the sort of sound that seems to be kind of from that that area. Um, I the only thing about this that I wrote down, uh, I wish the vocals were mixed a little bit louder. It, the record sounds really well. The production's really well done as far as like all the instrumentation. I just wish the vocals, but it's it's fairly it's fairly commonplace for hardcore for like real hardcore for the vocals to be kind of low in there. They're usually like, you can't tell what they're saying, like what they're singing, um, which I guess is a stylistic choice, but I kind of wish the vocals were mixed a little louder, but I, but I liked it. Yeah. I mean, so kind of like what you said, Jeff, on the last pick, there's times when you listen to metal, when you want it for the aggression, when you're angry. And that's how I am with hardcore. Like I like hardcore. I'm a big fan of hardcore, but not like I'm going to go out of my way and put it on when I'm on my way to work, you know, just let me throw it on But it's in, when I'm in a specific mood, mood yeah. you know, hardcore really hits. And this one is one that I would definitely, definitely put on. Um, I'm going to, I'm just going to read exactly as what I wrote as I was listening to it. I just wrote this. I put, this is jump in the pit, lose a few teeth, dot a few eyes and spill some blood hardcore. It's ferocious, unforgiving, and brutal from the first track to the last. It's an onslaught of aggression that doesn't let up until your face melts off your skull. I, I I mean, I was just like, this is awesome. I mean, just when I was done, I wanted to like run through the wall. (laughs) I was just like hyped. I was like, this is just like this listen to this to get you going. You know what I mean? I loved it. Great, great pick. And that's my thoughts. Who's that up was next? my picks. Who's up next? Uh, I'll go. I'll do mine up. All right. So for me, local, I picked a band that, um, Trev, you and I covered this band when you and I were doing Bandcamp Fridays way back when we started this. It's a band called Star Juice. Uh, and they put out an album. Um, this is their m- more recent one called Growing Pains. Uh, I liked the band when I first heard them. So, you know, just to listen to them again, you know, it reminded me of why I liked it. it was, it's high energy punk rock uh, with elements of grunge, pop punk, indie alternative. Um, and I love the strong female vocals because, you know, sometimes you'll have a, a female vocalist and uh, for punk bands and she's either kind of got that scream vocal going or the kind of light and like 
airy, breathy kind of vocal. You know what I mean? And this this one, I mean, she's got strong vocals. It's just kind of like there's a there's like a punch to how like strong and full the vocals are. Do you know what I mean? It's not too rough. Um, but it's fun. I, I enjoyed this album. There's a lot of different kind of moods and sounds throughout. Enjoyed it. I, I, uh, I am a fan of Star Juice. Yes, we covered them a while back. I bought their cassette when we did that yeah. last one. Um, <clears throat> this album, I, I, I don't know. It's it was great. Um, I felt like it was more. They had more confidence in this album than the, than that one. Uh, I went back and I listened to it, and I was like, all right. Well, it was a little bit more like this one than i thought it was but i could you could still hear they have more confidence in this in this album a little bit more maturation yeah you know so um i was into it liked it i I, everything you've ever sent me from them you know like i said i bought a cassette of theirs so i'm in yeah i really like this i'm glad you mentioned her vocals like I feel like she is such a strong vocalist mm-hmm. and um, I like that they do a bit of the, again, the tongue in cheek with that song fat. It's like fast punk song or something, but it's all one word and it's just almost, it feels like an exercise of them trying to play a song as fast as they can just to see how fast they can do it. I, I really enjoyed this album. I think um I uh, immediately the first thing I thought of was some similarities in the vocals to uh, the band Talk Me Off, which are buddies of mine from down in Richmond. Um, I don't know if we've ever brought them to a round table. Mm. Have we? Maybe not. Mm. Maybe we haven't. Maybe I should bring them as a, as a pick sometime. You got the Excel uh, sheet, bud. They are. Yeah. They, yeah. I got to do that. <laughs> they, they, um, yeah. It's real, uh, just like real strong, like punchy female vocals that are not like uh to almost i don't know chris like you were hitting the nail on the head with what you were saying before there's like sort of a i feel like there's a cookie cutter sometimes to certain Mm -hmm. types of punk female punk vocals um and this there this band is not like that i think they had some new they like cool like new wavy sounds in there and um and and just like really super fun to listen to for like fast energetic um I, I I liked it a lot. I didn't have too much more to say about it than that, but yeah, yeah, Star Juice is pretty cool. I'd like to see them live. I haven't seen them live yet here, so I'm gonna have to look into that. All right, my next pick. Uh, what's that? They're Buffalo. Yeah, Buffalo. Yeah. Buffalo. Yeah. Uh, my next pick for the Red theme was a, so I did the same thing, right? I typed in Red, and the first thing I saw was Red Fang, and I did the same thing as Trev. I listened to the first one that was available, that the, the most recent, and I was like, well, I mean, this isn't too bad, you know. I went through some more reds, all different kinds of stuff. And then I came across this band, Red Scalp. Um, immediately, I was drawn to the cover art. It's just this kind of spacey, you know, artistic ghost looking thing. Um, and the name of the album, um, what, what was it called? Now I don't even have it written here. <laughs> the Great Chase in the Sky. Thank you. Thank you. The Great Chase in the Sky. So I am a huge Pink Floyd fan. Um, I love Pink Floyd, love, you know, a lot of their music. And immediately when I saw the name of this album, I was like, oh, is this like a play on the great gig in the sky from Dark Side of the Moon? So I gave it a listen. And after that first song, I was like, okay, okay, I got to bring this one. I just was blown away by this. This, okay, so we kind of have, again, that kind of like stoner, almost like that acid, you know, stoner rock sound, Um, almost a little bit of Black Sabbath 
But then all of a sudden there's this Pink Floyd feel to it with like the saxophone and and like just the the progressive that prog rock style. Um, I just immediately was just like, I love this. I'm already loving it. And I listened to the rest of the album and it didn't disappoint. You know, it's it takes you on a journey. And it's one of these things that like, yeah, I could see again, you know, a, a nice afternoon spark up, smoke up sit back and just kind of go on a trip with this album because for me this was this was like an updated pink floyd with a lot more heavy if that makes sense do you are you a big black sabbath fan i just gotta ask you this yeah early sabbath yeah yeah because like you every time you bring so much like (laughs) sabbath influenced music to the table which is great because there's a lot of like Let's, I mean, when we talk about Robert Johnson and how everything in rock and roll is into that, if, you, if you're talking heavy metal, everything has some kind of Black Sabbath into it. They were just, yeah. you know, and, 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 and not a lot of people do it well. And you seem to find the ones that do. Um, I, I heard a lot of Sabbath influenced in, 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 this, uh, in this album. Um, I was reading up on them and they said something about, well, I think it said Sabbath influenced and indigenous people influenced and. I Interesting. Didn't, I didn't really hear that part. Like I didn't hear that part of it, but like mm-hmm. I, I definitely hear the Sabbath part. I definitely heard like the that Pink Floyd kind of. I don't know about smoking weed. I don't smoke weed. <laughs> I don't spark up doobies or smoke bowls. <laughs> like I'll take some fucking shrooms and listen to this though. You know what I mean? Like. <laughs> oh um, man. Uh, uh, I feel like this. Like when I when I think of stuff like this, I think psychedelic. So I think. Yeah, I think like groove and like psychedelic kind of things. Like I don't, I don't, I don't. I'm I'm down enough, so I don't need weed because it just brings me down even more, you know. <laughs> but um, no, yeah, I, I could definitely see what you're saying. Like some kind of stimulant influenced music. Uh, I I would um, yeah. I mean, I would if I was to do psychedelics, I'd probably just like put this on and stare at like a. Uh, I'd probably stare at the cover. The cover's fucking dope as hell. It's like a Frank Frazada. Is that his name? Frazada, the Death Dealer yeah. comic book guy? It's like mm. his kind of style of, of, of drawing. And um, maybe that would be a bad thing to stare at if you were doing psychedelics and listening to it. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah, no, it's uh it was it was it was interesting. I'm gonna put I'm gonna use that as my as my descriptor. It was interesting. Um it wasn't bad, it was interesting. And these guys are from Poland. I want to put that out there too. They're from they Poland. Are. They are. Yeah, uh, I don't typically. I think I've said this a million times. I don't typically listen to much metal. So this month with Red Fang and and this band, but all two red metal bands. But I really dug this one. Um, again, echoing that heavy Black Sabbath influence. And I was a little worried when I saw they were from Poland because it seems like if I get a band from across the pond, it either goes like I love them or hate them. And I really dug this. Like this was super good. Um, And yeah, I'm not going to promote any more drug use, but if you're so inclined, seems like if you're so com- inclined and can handle it responsibly yeah 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 <laughs> there you go that's it i i cannot i'm a responsible drug addict uh i um i full disclosure this was one, was one of the ones i didn't i didn't have a chance to dive too 
fully into i i listened to like i think the first couple of tracks off of it um and i did think it was cool that it it kind of starts off as this like heavy uh european metal that like and then slides into the like spacey i wrote down like trippy metal slash heavy rock um and uh and so i thought that was kind of cool but i didn't get to, to dig in it too it dig into it too much further beyond that but same as just to echo what i said about about the last band uh the last red band that we were talking about red fang it was like i i kind of want to dive into listening to that style of music more and mm-hmm. um this was this was, this was a good record i, I dig it yeah dude as soon as those really sax kicked in say. as soon as that sax kicked in i was just like what is going on? Who's throwing sacks in a metal tune right oh, now? Oh yeah, just, this is awesome. Does that make a ska? Throw shit in the blender. And see <laughs> yeah, just it immediately makes it, makes it ska metal. Uh, sixth, all right, so my the sixth wave of ska is, is metal. <laughs> so uh, there you go. So for my last pick, um, I again I didn't write down the name of the album. What's the name of this? So the Sonic name is Sonic Empath. Thank you. So the uh, the artist is. Kara uh, Elizabeth and the song is Sonic or the album is Sonic Empath. So this one I picked um, because, you know, coming off of Star Juice, which was kind of that poppy punk, that alternative sound, and then this heavy kind of, you know, spacey red scalp. I wanted something that was just going to kind of just ease off now. Do you know what I mean? And so um, I found her and I was because I was just looking for acoustic stuff. I was just looking for something kind of chill. Um, and when I found her album, there was something about the way she like her singer songwriter style, the way she plays matched with her singing, like her vocals. Now, this is the kind of vocals that are a little bit lighter, a little bit on the softer edge, you know, um, but there's something about her vocals. It's it was this is what I wrote and, and it's going to sound ridiculous, but I wrote this because this is what it felt like when I heard her vocals kind of come in on one of the songs. I said that her vocals feel like a cool glass of water on a warm summer night. It just does. It's just this kind of like cool, like the way it just breezes into the music. Um, but this this album is just overall just, you know, Americana singer songwriter indie folk. Um, you've got acoustic guitars, you've got violins, steel pedals, mandolins. There's electric guitar in this. Um, and it's all just really kind of chill, relaxing um, and and at times there's some sing-songy you know songs she's got in there that kind of pick up the, the the pace a little bit but overall just a really chill kind of relaxing album and i enjoyed it i thought the musicianship and and her vocals and, and writing were great on it a cool glass of water on a warm <laughs> summer night so not a, not a cold glass on a hot summer night it's a nah. cool i i totally understand that though like what you said and it, it you nailed it with that descriptor for for her um, have you sent her stuff to me before? No, I just found her. Okay, so I yeah. it, it sounded it sounded familiar in the sense of like it was good, <laughs> you know. Um, mm-hmm. so like it it has a familiar like sound to it, and uh, um, I dig it. Singer songwriter stuff, it, it, you know, it, it's 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 fantastic. It's good mm-hmm. just to kind of, you know, after listening to uh, psychedelic um, <laughs> metal to to kind of just have a cool glass of water on a warm summer night. And, and that's exactly what, what we got. It, uh, I, I, I dug it. Um, I, I'm going to dive into a little bit more and see what else she's got out there. If she has anything else out there, but um, yeah, it looks like she does. Yeah, I know. I, if it was, it was good. And again, it has like a warm familiar sound, 
or a mm-hmm. cool familiar sound if, if if you're going with your analogy but yeah uh one of the bands earlier i had kind of knocked for the vocal delivery and this <sighs> you keep uh, going back to that my <laughs> i do i maybe i'm just hyper focused on it this i don't know um but this ladies woman girl whatever uh i really love like even more so than her voice just the way it her voice comes across i i got um like burlesque it reminds me of like when you watch a period piece from the 20s and mm-hmm. they're in a jazz club or whatever the way the words almost seem to like fall out of their mouth mm-hmm. like it's just effortless it's the emotion just being relieved through their mouth hole i'm not a poet like i'm not a poet like chris you almost had it almost yeah, I, was, I was right there it was right there. there and then you said mouth hole <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then the instruments uh, the instrumentation i thought um like you said just fit it super well um it was folky traditional americana but then it had that jazzy swing to it that mm-hmm. I really enjoyed. I I um I I will always have a, a huge soft spot in my heart for like that this style of music just in general, just the Americana setup with all of those types of instruments, like you said, like pedal steels and lap steels and harmonica and um accordion and like any any of that stuff that that goes into like folky americana stuff i just i love it i think it comes from really enjoying mixing that live um it's really fun to work with bands that sound like that live it's just i don't know i just always kind of enjoyed it so um this was a great pick for me i love this uh i love that she has that um at times there's there's some like little spooky folk elements like kind of similar to bridge city centers but then she she keeps coming back to this very sort of kind of roots traditional style of like mm-hmm. even with her strumming patterns and stuff like that mm-hmm. like the sort of like one two strumming patterns and stuff um and uh, i wrote down like kind of maybe a mixture of like a phoebe bridgers and laura marling vocals style um i i wasn't too good too good at being poetic about like <laughs> trying to categorize her exact vocal sound but um yeah I, I i loved it i i thought it was uh it was cool it gets poppy here and there a little bit but then you know kind of comes back to that sort of just roots folk stuff and um and uh definitely to echo what mike said it like has that burlesque you know mm-hmm. um vaudevillian kind of vibe to it so almost uh, like speakeasy yeah. right mm-hmm. like that yeah totally easy yep. feel yep Definitely big, you know, total similarities to, to, to Albert city centers and some other stuff that we've, we've brought to the table. So I, I, I like it for sure. Sweet, sweet. And that's my three. Man. Jeff, you're up. I feel like, I feel like I might have the least to say about my own picks. That's how I felt about mine. I, yeah. I, fe- I felt like that way about mine. Don't worry. I've got plenty to say I, about yours. I was a little, yeah. Um, my my local pick was this band Trash Rabbit, and again, uh, f- admittedly, I need to I need to dive into them more and listen to more. They have a fair amount of stuff uh, out available. Um, I chose their record, the uh, Trash Rabbit presents Rabbit's Rumble or whatever, and um, 
I have not seen the whole band play live, but two of the members of the band have played at my venue. So that's how I met them. That's how I heard them. And listening to, they were, they kind of did a stripped down thing because it was just the two of them. And they were like, we're usually a full band, but we're just going to play some of our songs kind of stripped down. And I was like, these guys are really good. I really want to hear them as a full band. So um, that's why I, why I picked it, but it's, yeah, it's kind of cool, thrashy punk um, stuff. It's just fun to listen to. And um, I think they're, they're super tight. I, I like the name and I was like, Oh, I can't wait. To I love hear, the name. I can't wait to hear what this sounds like. And maybe, maybe I had different ex not expectations, but like a different sound in my head of what trash rabbit would sound like, which is unfair to the band. Um, I liked it, but this is what I, this is how I described it. Discombobulated pandemonium <laughs> bedlam disjointed every, a whole bunch of stuff that means confusion. Right. So, um, but I like it. Like I, and, and, and that was all off the first track, you know, as the <laughs> album went on, like I, I got, I got into it more and more and I understood, like, I kind of understood like the, what they were going for. Um, it, it's, it's very, it's all over the place. The right word, I guess it would be if I'm using all these, all these descriptions. Right. Um, I, and I, that, that's just what they do. Right. It seems like that's what they're, the, what they're trying to do. At least in this album, and it's kind of chaotic, frenetic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, I'm, I'm, you know, and I'm into like frantic punk and and you know and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, I was, I was definitely, I was intrigued by it. I, at first, I was like, whoa, what's going on here, you know? And, and then that's when those all those those words came to my mind. And then they they all mean the same thing. So I was like, well, I just I didn't have to say them all, but I wanted to because they're great <laughs> words. Uh <laughs> <laughs> no, I want I want to dig into more of their stuff. I I think live, I think live this would I think Arya said this once about a band when he was on that seeing a band live would either make you love them or be like, "All mm-hmm. right, I get it." You know what I mean? And I I think I think if I saw this band live, I'd be totally into it. it I feel like this is the best band name of the month by far. Trash Rabbit. I was super psyched and like uh trev said it wasn't what i was expecting with the name for for some reason i was expecting you to bring the folk punk me too me too actually yeah (laughs) i was was like trash rabbit yeah totally it's a folk punk band yeah um and it's not i i like the way you guys described it as frenetic and disjointed it almost it had a feel of the like a jazz club where you mm-hmm. go and there's a lot of improvisation yeah so there are going to be pieces that don't feel like they quite fit but that's because that's what they came up with and the song keeps going i i really enjoyed this pick um it was different it was yeah yeah frenetic i i like the word frenetic i'll stop trying to think of words Mike, I'm glad you said jazz, right? Because that's what it reminded me of is like that kind of like improv jazz where like you're listening to the music and you're going along and you're like, I know this. I know this timing. I know whoa, what's happening. The timing just changed up and we're doing something different here. And then we're popping back out. We're doing this. And so as that was happening, I wrote down that this, this it was hard for me to nail down what the album felt like because it was it was almost like post punk meets indie alternative jazz rock with some spacey elements. That's exactly like how it felt with all this kind of 
arrangements and musicianship is on point though. The vocals are great. Um, I really liked this album. I listened to it a bunch of times through. Uh, and I think that the, what I liked was that kind of element of jazz, that idea that it's almost like, are they improving as they're playing right now? Does this just, or is this planned? Was this written? And this is how it goes. You know what I mean? Because it still works and it fits, even though it felt disjointed as a whole. And th when you go through it and especially listening to it over and over, you start to get it and feel it and it works. I enjoyed it. I, yeah, this was a really, really good pick. I want to add too. they also had like, um, they also, you know what they reminded me of? And, 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 um, I, you know, do you remember the band that we talked about? We didn't have, we didn't bring it to the table. It was like the, the little discussion before we started the episode when I was talking about the, the with the singer who peed on the fan, <laughs> yes brass against yeah. like it's like almost that well, she tried to be in a cup in her defense <laughs> yeah true true and, and and uh it almost reminds me not of peeing in a in, on a fan but like like that kind of band where the like like you said uh like the jazz club where they're just all kind of just you know collectively just playing something and things get switched it, it reminded me of that and that's that's kind of what that band does when they're not peeing on people <laughs> so nice yeah for for the record, Trap does not want to pee on his fans. No. Does not. I think I I think I went on right. Never mind. We're gonna we're gonna. <laughs> I I just I'm just glad we clarified that they <laughs> peed on a peed on a person in the audience who was a fan of the band, not peed on a fan, because that just sounds like a big stage stunt. Like she peed on a fan. It it went everywhere. It went everywhere. <laughs> it, it spread on the whole audience. That's that that's their shtick. That's their gimmick. This band they bring a fan. Oh god, it's like the misting fans at the, at the festivals. <laughs> Uh, I never thought we'd talk about the 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 the, the Piana fan person again, but we well, here we are. That's awesome. I think I talk about it once a week since you've told me. <laughs> I just watch it once a week. So my favorite story. <laughs> oh gosh, sorry, Jeff. Um, back to you. Um, yeah. So yeah, my so the red pick. I did the same thing as everybody else. Interesting. Just put. Just put put red into the uh into the thing and i was like let's just throw shit at the wall and see what happens <laughs> um i was like all right this band i thought their cover uh, like you're saying with yours uh, chris like i thought their cover was kind of cool i thought the photo on the cover was kind of cool and i was like this looks interesting let's check this out so i chose this band blood red shoes and there oh i also liked the name of the album ghosts on tape i think that's mm -hmm. a, a great album name yeah. um not my favorite uh they are kind of a heavy new wavy industrial kind of mixture um there are some like kind of poppy new wave like 80s synthy elements to it and then there's also some songs that get like real like um i don't even know what the word like uh robotically industrial kind of mm -hmm. kind of sounds heavy sounds on there um not not my favorite sound but it was cool to just find something and go with it and just kind of check it out um so yeah that was those were kind of really my own my only thoughts on it i didn't have too much else to say about it i got really different vibes throughout this whole album <clears throat> um, they switch singers i think yeah, from yeah. different songs so, and stuff which so, i always appreciate a band that does that i always mm -hmm. think that's kind of cool so yeah i typically do unless it's not good um <laughs> My my thing is this: the guy singer, he sounds like the love child of Imagine Dragons and Jack White. 
and the, and the sound. Uh, who's poetic now? <laughs> like the sound, the sound, the sound fits that for like for that too. Like his, I feel like his songs, the sound was different than the female vocalist songs. Like the the, the sound mm-hmm. completely. Right. I loved her. Uh, I think she, her voice was awesome. Uh, very eighties freestyle, like you said. Um, and then some, I, and then there was like this little, like there was a couple songs that reminded me of like, if Gwen Stefani was goth, it would kind of <laughs> fit that too. Uh, overall I, I enjoyed it. You know, I, I could have done without his stuff. Um, and, and he's probably playing the music in, in hers as well, but it, it was weird to hear a band that had two and, and maybe it's just me, but they sounded like they had two different sounds, almost three different sounds throughout the whole thing. So, yeah, it was wild. You just you just somehow made Gwen Stefani hotter in my head. <laughs> Goth Gwen Stefani. Um, again, I I don't know why I was super focused on vocals this month. And while I didn't mind his, it was whatever effect they use on hers. Is that an effect? Like that masky? I don't I don't even know how to describe it, but it just like was irritating me so i would have i was glad they switched singers um i'm not saying she's not a fantastic vocalist she has a beautiful voice but there was just something to i i think it was i think they something in post-production they had done so you were like the exact opposite of me then (laughs) give it like a more ethereal quality i guess to fit the synth that heavy synth sound i don't know um Maybe I need to go back and re-listen to this one though, because maybe I was oh. over focused, hyper <laughs> So for me, um, this is what I wrote. I immediately get nine inch nails vibes. Like the opening lo-fi sound of the piano keys sounds like the song hurt almost. Um, and I put even the male vocal at times resembles Trent Reznor's effects heavy screams. The rest of the album takes on an industrial synth dance vibe, and it's still kind of like Nine Inch Nails, but with like, do you guys know the Sneaker Pimps? You know the band. I Sneaker remember Pimps them. Back in the night. Yeah. So them. anytime, anytime the the female vocalist came in, it reminded me of the Sneaker Pimps. It had that kind of, you know, lo-fi chill hop kind of vocal delivery, but mm-hmm. with this synthy Nine Inch Nails industrial feel behind it. So um, I actually like this. Uh, I am a fan of Nine Inch Nails. I was a fan growing up. I was a huge fan of Nine Inch Nails. Um, and I just, I do kind of like that, that over kind of distorted industrial heavy, you know, stuff. And again, not all the time. It's something that once in a while I would put on, but um I know you said initially, Jeff, when you first sent these out, you're like, you weren't too sure about the pick. And I was just like, actually, I like this. This is actually, I dug it, you know? And um, yeah, I, I, I mean, I'm, I was, I was into it, but again, it's nothing that's new to me. It, it was very familiar in that it sounded like nine inch nails, sneaker pimps, that era of, of alternative rock. Maybe I yeah. got to re-listen. Cause I, I didn't get nine inch nails out of that at all you know oh, yeah dude when you that opening song literally i thought wait are they doing a cover of hurt but then i realized no there's that the keys changed up it wasn't See, that was that, to me that was all imagine dragons I was, I was just like, <laughs> <laughs> but you even hear this kind of building weird kind of like yeah like jack white grainy sound this kind <laughs> yeah. no i mean in the in the industrial background sound of yeah. the piano i don't know like i just could I, I just his stuff i just i was just like man this is like you know <laughs> 
if Jack White sang with Imagine Dragons, this is what we would get. This is exactly. <laughs> I, I think. I mean, I think that's what's rad about. I actually really do like these like little exercises of like pick a random criteria and just yeah. like because it's cool to just find something that you've never heard before and be like, look at this without looking at band camps. They might have like the category underneath it, like electronic, industrial, whatever. Right. But like just if you just look at the record, look at the album cover and try to be like, I wonder what this is going to sound like. And then yeah. just like try it out, you know, and like sometimes it's horrendous but like when we were when we were doing the the just album art one oh yeah you know i definitely picked a few that i thought had really cool album covers and then i listened to it and i was like i don't want to use this <laughs> as my pick you know but um but no this was fun i mean like i didn't hate it uh there were parts of it i liked better than others and you know uh, yeah it was i love the 80s freestyle cool. of course i do because that's i love it's so funny i, I mean i love it. 80s like new wave stuff and yeah. and, mm-hmm. and 80s pop stuff and uh, so anything that has shades of that in it will always kind of catch my eye a oh, little yeah. bit at least enough to listen to it but then it got into it went into the heavy industrial stuff that i was like eh, people, okay people will look at me and they're like this, but... this this guy listens to lisa lisa you know what i mean <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I don't even right. know who Lisa Lisa is. Oh, oh no. You're missing out. You're missing out. Um, yeah. Uh so uh my last pick is uh this band Mall Cops that I chose their record. I think it's We Made Plans to Self Destruct and Return to the Stars. Mm-hmm. Uh, or Return to Something. Um, return to the Stars. Yeah, yeah. Return to the Stars, yeah. Um they are they're they're a cool band. I uh, have also gotten exposure. They've played my venue a couple of times. Um, yeah, they're from here. Too, kind right? of. They're they're local. Yep, they're from Boston area. They are kind of a kind of an indie emo type thing going on. Um, there are times I feel like where I really like the vocals, and then there are also some times where I feel like I don't love the vocals as much something about the tone or the inflection of his, of his vocals. Um, ha, like, I don't know. Um, I'm, I'm kind of mixed on that, but I like their overall sound. It's like kind of fairly mellow. Um, and uh, they, they do put on a pretty good live show. They're, they're pretty talented uh, m- musically, like musicianship wise. Um, and uh, I think they have kind of an interesting sound. So I went with them as my X factor. I have uh, radio pop punk emphasis on the pop. I think that's what you're hearing with the with his with his vocals. I think it's more pop singing than mm-hmm. yeah than not. Yeah. You know, um, it's not my particular brand of of, of stuff, but I, I again I can recognize when something sounds good, and I this would be this deserves radio time. I, I, that's they are I, pretty actually, popular. They're are pretty they? yeah like, yeah. They're like I feel like pretty well. Yeah, so uh, I, I actually wrote that like, like, like this band deserves radio time if they don't have it. So I love the band name. I love the uh, title of the album. I love the album artwork. Just the two solitary chairs mm-hmm. in front of a wall of UFO pictures. Yes. Yeah, so um, and I really like the band. I it reminded me of that like '90s alternative radio sound like trev said like um yeah i i don't have a lot to say it's not in my wheelhouse per se but i think they did a fantastic job of of creating that sound and it's one i'm gonna buy like i'm gonna keep it around because it's something i can listen to like 
I don't know when I'm in a mood for something different, like Trev's reggae album last last week month. <laughs> yeah, nice. Um, yeah, I enjoyed this too. I put down this. This has that indie alternative pop rock feel. It felt kind of like Panic at the Disco meets Jimmy Eat World meets Maroon Five almost, but like a little bit more updated. Um, catchy melodies, head nodding rhythms, uh, not bad. It was, it's a, it's a good fun album overall. It was, I mean, it wasn't anything that was explosive or, or blew me away, but it wasn't anything where I was just like, oof, I can't do this and, and turning it off. You know what I mean? Like I enjoyed it. And, and if it was on, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say, you know, Hey, take that off the radio. I'm not enjoying it. So no, I liked it. It was good. It was fun. Cool. And yeah. That's it. That's it. Is that it? That's, That's it. the end. That's the end. <laughs> we have reached it. Uh, yeah, it was. Uh, it was, like I said, it was a peculiar month for us. I think, um, but I enjoy it. No, I like okay. it. That's I really right. thought it was Peculiar's, pretty decent. Killer's good. Yeah. 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 I think it's. I think it's. Uh, I thought it was fun. I listened to a lot of stuff that I'd have never even. I'd have never stumbled across this stuff. Yeah. So it was fun. Yeah. Yeah, I know that. That's that's the beauty of this thing, right? So. Um, yeah, I'm really digging the I'm really digging the uh like pick different pick different criteria thing. It's yeah. it's uh a great catalyst for finding new shit. So who's gonna pick sure. next month? Should I? Can I pick one? Yeah, yeah, do it. All right, I'll pick one for next month. I don't know what it's gonna be yet. But... Well you just volunteered, <laughs> so you better think of something fast. I know, I know, I know. So well, right, well I'll, I'll get it to you guys. I'll get it to you guys. Sweet. Um <clears throat> and and we did this one pretty like we didn't have a whole lot of time to listen to everything when we did this one. So Yeah, that's my I bad think, dude. I was I th- the late one here. I think we did a I think we did a good job with it. I think we did a good job with everything. So these are good. Sweet. Uh where oh, yeah. can people find you all? Dirtydecibelscast.com, anchor.fm slash dirty decibels at dirty dbcast on Instagram. In your band nice. camp. And your band yeah. camp. Jeffbusquet.bandcamp.com. Yeah, check Sweet. out his stuff. Jeff, you've been featured on this segment before, on this on this show before. Yeah, before you joined, before, you were featured before you were before you became part of this round table. It was. Uh, we, oh, we, really? Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I didn't know that. we did. We did. <laughs> I actually, I bought Jeff's album off of Chris and Trev's recommendation on this. <laughs> so before this is, I met Jeff, this, this is, is meta now. This is proof that it works. <laughs> Right. Keep making music, kids. You could end up here one day. <laughs> Jeff, I really think your next album should be called uh, Sad Music Always, Sad Music Forever. Oh, I thought you were going to say it should be called uh, like some mixture of wielding weapons. <laughs> like death, not, nonviolent weapons or something. Death, death by fe- feather oh, duster. Death by Swiffer. <laughs> Again, death by death feather by duster. Swiffer. Does not sound sounds, like it just sounds, sounds kinky. kinky. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's awesome. Uh, all right, uh, Michael. Uh, punkasfolk.net. Uh, there's links to everything there. Michael does nice. some great um, stuff over at Punk as Folk. In particular, he will he does like uh, tech review, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and I need you to like get me speak. I need you to price me out some speakers because I need better speakers. So I thought you ordered speakers. I didn't order those because they only had white, and I don't want white. Everything yeah, that's in my, bullshit. Everything Nobody in my wants house. white speakers. Yeah. What kind of speakers? Uh, Jamo, like, like hi-fi speakers or like speakers for your computer. What are you What are you talking here? Just for my stereo, like floor speakers. Ah, uh, dude, go to go to Welfare Records in in Haverhill, man. They have a room full 
of vintage hi-fi stuff. Oh. Really? Okay. Yeah. All right, we're going to go there. All right. I'm writing that down. Welfare records. It's worth checking out anyway. All right, cool. Uh, Chris. Yes. Find me on my numerous podcasts at BICBP-radio.com. Um, we have other things we've got coming up in the works as well. If I'm going to plug this out there. If you're a musician uh, or a band, uh, we are putting together a benefit compilation uh, for Against All Odds Animal Alliance. It's a it's a local, um, a Buffalo local ally- uh, rescue that works with with dogs that are ensnared in the legal system and saves them from being put down. Um, so we're, we're, we're putting together a compilation for it and uh, 100% of the, be- the proceeds go to benefit that um, that dog rescue. So uh, hit up the Struggling Artist Podcast Instagram to check that out or uh, email us at strugglingartistpodcast at gmail.com. I have for more I have it promoted. I have all these episodes recorded ready to go. It's all good, dude. We got it. I'm gonna, record, I'm gonna record a little mini commercial for you to insert. When do submissions need to be in? By end of June. Yeah. And uh, I am Trev, the struggling artist. Find me at the Struggling Artist Podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. We have some stuff coming up pretty soon. Here. I can't wait to announce it officially. Yeah. Um, thank you for Sweet. listening. Um, you can find this. You'll find this episode on all of our respect uh, platforms. Where are programs? Yep. Pro- we have programs. Is that programs. Pro- programs. Programs. I like that. Programs. programs. <laughs> uh, until next time, take care of yourselves. Uh, we'll see you next month for July. I'm going to bring something. Maybe